Welcome to the Food Foundation podcast, the award-winning voice of the charity which campaigns for better access to healthy food for every child in the UK. I'm Chetna Makan, chef, food writer and broadcaster, and this week we are looking at the role volunteers can play in the work of the Food Foundation. The Food Foundation gave me my voice and gave me the platform to be able to say no, there is nothing shameful about this. What is happening is happening to millions of people, but you don't know about it. It's Volunteer Week at the Food Foundation, and this episode is all about the voices from the front line of food insecurity. The Food Foundation looks for solutions to the growing challenges facing the UK's food system and presents them to the government and private sector. But perhaps... Its most important contribution is its team of ambassadors, young people and adults with lived experience of many of the issues it campaigns about. Their stories on the podcasts, the blogs and in the media show just how hard it is to get access to healthy food. My daughter has multiple disabilities. She has spina bifida, hydrocephalus, curare malformation and PDA autistic. And obviously a good nutritious diet is essential for her to maintain her well-being. Uh, and obviously, as we know, in the advent of the cost of living crisis, um, food prices are rising exponentially. Uh, and my daughter has a specific diet that she needs. So obviously those that entails that the prices uh, are rising and the food that she loves is also going up in price. So it is essential to be a food ambassador to the Food Foundation in order to promote the work the Food Foundation does, but also to highlight the fact that poverty is rife and it shouldn't be. There shouldn't be food poverty in the UK right now. I was in a place where I was experiencing all the inequalities that come from living in poverty including food insecurity. I was being met by lots of uh, closed doors, um, which just made me feel hopeless. I cover more of the grey area because we've never been in a situation that we've been on full benefits from the benefit system, but we've always had access to the working benefits, such as working tax credit, child tax credits. So when you're at that point, what happens is a lot of the secondary and tertiary benefits that you also get alongside them vanish. So you don't get any entitlement to free school meals. You get no entitlement to uniform grants. You don't get free prescriptions for adults. There is no free dental care. So suddenly, you know, the housing benefit as well was minimal. So you're finding yourself in the situation where you're actually worse off than you would be if you did have access to the full benefit system. And working families who are just above minimum wage are in the worst situation out of a lot of people. And that's compounded if it's a single parent household. Dan White, Dominic Watters and Kathleen Kerridge are just some of the Food Foundation's adult ambassadors. Zoe McIntyre is the advocacy manager and explains the aim of the ambassador program. We at the Food Foundation see it as a really key priority to work directly with volunteers or citizens, as we refer to people um, who volunteer with us, uh, those who are directly affected by the food system. And we really want to provide voices who are uh, often less heard by policymakers with a platform for them to really be heard and, and to have a say 
in the policies that are being made that are directly affecting their lives. So the citizens that we work with at the Food Foundation are predominantly people with lived or living experience of food insecurity and are really passionate about advocating for change in the food system. We also work with some individual community activists and frontline individuals who are making change within within their communities. As Zoe says, the Ambassador Programme is all about getting real stories from the frontline of food insecurity to influence policy change and ensure that everyone in this country can access a decent, healthy diet. But it's also about empowering the people behind those voices. Although it's Volunteer Week, Zoe explains why the Food Foundation prefers to call them citizens. They are actually having uh, an impact and, and a change in their communities. Then they're, they're not consumers. You know, often we hear about people being referred to as consumers, but actually, actually they've got an active role to take within the policy framework that is really affecting our lives, affecting our food system. And they are able to use their lived experiences, which we see as expert experiences, because they've had a, you know, they've got, they've got really got something to say, and they've had direct experience of some of the things that we're working on, for example, food insecurity. And they're able to use those experiences positively um, as a way to change the policy process. The volunteer ambassadors come from all over the country and from all backgrounds. Dan White is the Policy and Campaigns Officer at Disability Rights UK. As we know, and it is fact now, the cost of living crisis is affecting disabled people more than any other community, not just through heat and medication prices, but through food. It is now a fact that disabled people are struggling to put food on the table. Carers, like myself, are struggling to put food on the table. So I was approached by the Food Foundation not only to work with them on promoting the inequalities of food, but to also join them as a food ambassador, which, obviously, I jumped at the chance serves a dual purpose i can utilize my work within the food foundation but also can also champion the causes of the food foundation and bring awareness to food poverty around the uk dan dominic and kathleen are the core bloggers on breadline voices the food foundation's series of true accounts and stories from people in this country facing the grim reality of food and fuel poverty as food prices reach a 40-year high. Zoe explains how it works. So Breadline Voices is something quite new. So as many people will know, the cost of living crisis has been very acute and um, a lot of the data that we've been collecting at the Food Foundation has shown that there's been a really high um, impact on lots of different kind of parts of our community and society, but particularly, for example, families who have been affected by um, the rising cost of food, and particularly those that have already been living on a on a low income. And so to kind of really be able to bring those stories alive and not just be able to talk about the cost of living in, in a kind of data format, you know, we want to be able to show the kind of human side of this. We brought together lots of different kind of true voice accounts, true experiences, and uh, interviewed a lot of kind of citizens and different people working in in different kind of frontline um, spaces and created a platform for some of their experiences to be shared, particularly with policymakers, but also with the media and uh, local government. So uh, we've got a kind of whole host of different voices and experiences and, and kind of case studies and blogs on our website, and we share them quite often with those that really want to hear from 
from different voices and different experiences. Dan says that the power and agency Breadline Voices can offer can be life-changing. For the person on the street, for the small person, as they are called, but which are not, because in my opinion, everyone has power, um, the opportunity to speak is never really there. The opportunity to champion a cause is never really there because the media and the political system tends not to look to the people whose lives are actually affected by these causes. So it is very essential to see and find any opportunity you have to empower yourself as an individual. I was very lucky. I was approached by the Food Foundation to do that job through being a food ambassador. But power is essential. Everyone has the right to talk about their lives and everyone has the right to discuss how they're being affected politically because political decisions affect absolutely everybody. So every opportunity by everyone should be grasped to maximise any opportunity they have to tell the reality of their lives and what should be done in order to change that life. Power is about partnerships and the Food Foundation platforms, its website and its podcast give its ambassadors the best opportunity to be heard in whichever medium suits them best. For Dan, writing is where he finds his voice. The written word is incredibly powerful, as we all know. Having an option to do a blog for myself is essential because I can put into words things that I normally wouldn't be able to use vocally, things that I think I would miss, essential things that people would want to know about food poverty, about carers, about disabled people, about financially vulnerable people. So having a space on the website to put across into words what I really think and having the time to think about things, to put in my viewpoints is incredible. It's essential. It's absolutely the ideal way to do it. Dominic Watters is a single dad and lives with his daughter on one of the most deprived council estates in Kent. They rely on free school meals and universal credit, but Dominic has found a powerful voice for the disaffected through volunteering. Teaming up with the Food Foundation means he's been able to find a use for his political voice. I was studying social work and the language of social work and the ideas of um, anti-oppressive um, approaches really gripped me. But I found that I was communicate that food insecurity needs to be a focus of the social work profession. And it was at that stage that I developed this concept and also campaign, um, which is Food is Care placing um, food insecurity directly in the domain of social work, but without having uh, the outlet or much um, platforms to discuss how how um, central and important these issues were. And it was at that point that through um, actually the, my first book that I'd written, I managed to somehow get that to... Um, the leaders of the Food Foundation. I think it's important for just from my perspective and for it to connect with people that I had to kind of look outside of the the profession I was trying to influence. And it was through the, the connections with um, the Food Foundation and through volunteering and through speaking at um, different events and opportunities I got um, as a platform, one being um, an event in Westminster. Um, there's so many to say now, but since I've 
my voice, which is one which is truly not normally heard, I wouldn't even be able to kind of vocalise the real impacts of poverty three or four years ago. So it's great credit to the Food Foundation for kind of allowing me and being a vehicle for for someone like, you know, like a council estate speaker, as I refer to myself, to be able to to express and be heard by a broader um, section of society because truly I wouldn't speak about these issues to anyone outside my estate. Kathleen Kerridge, an office worker from Portsmouth, knows how powerful blogging can be. In fact, it was her own blog post about a supposedly budget Jamie Oliver recipe back in 2015 when times were really tough for her and her family that got her spotted as a voice on food insecurity. To go from the point I was at where I had nothing on the key meters, gas, electric, we were holding it together when the kids got in from school. We were really putting on our best front to everyone to make sure you know no one knew what was going on behind the closed doors because there was very much a profound sense of what is happening is shameful and it is somehow your fault. And I just felt so lost and so alone. And it was that point I thought, no, enough. And I wrote the blog piece, which did go viral. It's had millions of hits now, that piece. And it's still relevant, which is heartbreaking, that from 2015, that should still be so relevant, if not more so than it was. And then to have that piece picked up by The Guardian and be able to speak it in front of a camera, that got me noticed by the Food Foundation, which in turn gave me my voice and gave me the platform to be able to say, no, there is nothing shameful about this. What is happening is happening to millions of people, but you don't know about it. People aren't speaking about it and people need to speak about it. And that's where the ambassadors come in, I think. The stories of the ambassadors are a crucial resource for media, food businesses and the government. True stories and lived experience really do make an impact when they're heard by the right people. So one of the things that was really uh, impressive recently was some of our adult food ambassadors who met with Sainsbury's to discuss some of the issues around food insecurity and the cost of living. And off the back of that meeting... Um, Sainsbury's introduced a £2 veg box, which really helped with a lot of their customers to be able to access fruit and vegetables for uh, for a less amount of money. So that's a really great example of how uh, our adult food ambassadors have affected change. As Zoe says, the experience must work both ways. We really want to be a go-to resource for uh, people's lived experiences, whether that's the Breadline Voices platform or different ways that we involve lived experience in our work through events, through our reports, through work with media. And so that people really know that they can come to us and we provide that interaction with people who have direct experiences of the food system. And we're really the go-to for that. And I think for us to be able to do that, it's really important for us to provide uh, support for these for these people that we work with. So 
Um, we don't want this to be tokenistic or one-off. That's why we have this ambassador program that kind of works with with citizens, with volunteers on a long-term basis. We help to provide them with those opportunities to connect with policymakers, but also with training and development opportunities so that they know how to change some of those quite kind of difficult and negative experiences into something powerful and positive that they can uh, affect something long-term to change within our food system. And that can mean some very exciting opportunities indeed. Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of media come to us. Often we have uh, different press or broadcasters who want to um, speak to us about people's experiences. And so the Redline Voice is a really good resource to be able to direct people to. In fact, one of our adult ambassadors, Kathleen, is on the way to the BBC Broadcasting House at the moment to uh, be interviewed for a debate live tonight. So we're really excited by that. But there's been many other ways that um, all of our adult ambassadors have have really had a voice within the media. And also to the five people on the radio theatre stage with me. They are Kathleen Kerridge, a food poverty campaigner and chair of the Lived Experience panel at the Food Foundation, a charity that aims to influence food policy. She has four children. She's written about how feeding a family on a tight budget involves walking around five different shops every evening, scouring shelves for yellow stickers and food on its use-by date. Barry Gardner has been the Labour MP for... Last night was absolutely excellent. It was a debate for the Today Show on BBC Radio 4, and it was on whether we should cap food prices, which is very interesting because the first instinctive reaction is well yes of course higher prices should be capped at some point but then you look deeper into it and you realize there's actually a lot more that could be done before that such as looking at supermarket profits for example you know we've got a situation at the moment where our farmers are struggling our consumers are struggling and yet the retailers are raking in billions upon billions of pounds in profit So all of that money is getting lost in the middle. And that was what the debate was about. I was on the panel with, among others, Chris Harmer, who's the director of Insight at the British Retail Consortium. Barry Gardner, who's the Labour MP for Brent North. And he's also been with uh, DEFRA and on several shadow cabinets. And Karen Betts, who's the chief executive of the Food and Drink Federation as well as Manette Batters, who is the president of the National Farmers Union for England and Wales. At last minute, bless her, stood in for Henry Dimbleby, who unfortunately couldn't make it due to illness. She was probably the only person on the panel scouring the supermarkets for the cheapest deals every day. How did it feel to be among such luminaries in the world of food politics? It did feel um, pre-meeting when I realised who the panel was going to be. I was like, oh, no, I'm being thrown to the lions. But it was actually really, really good and very insightful and interesting. And I think that's important because whatever your political views are, when you're actually working with this kind of thing... You know, you can't let your own politics stand in the way of your overall aims. So to hear other people's voices and what they have to say is actually very helpful in formulating a plan to go forward. Dan says that anyone can have that platform if you really have something to say. 
the most thing that's done obviously is open doors uh because obviously the food foundation do such incredible work and that name now is is probably one of the higher ones when it comes to talking about food poverty so it's the association of working with the food foundation that gives you the chance and the opportunity to work politically and with the media to discuss the issues around food poverty it's essential you have support behind you in that respect and what i love about the food foundation is that it's, it's about your passion. It's about you as a person. It's not about your status in society. It's about you as a person giving the empowerment to you to go and speak. And that's what I find is so essential. And that's why I feel so proud to be an ambassador because it gives you that opportunity. If you're a nervous speaker, if you're a nervous writer, it doesn't matter because engagement is always there and help is always there to guide you along, to give you that opportunity to have your say. Dominic's eyes are shiny as he explains what it feels like to be heard by people who can actually change policy. It's like before I felt so disconnected and I couldn't really impact or even begin to have conversations that would you know, create important discussions around food insecurity and through the Food Foundation, I feel that being heard, access to, you know, decision makers, people who influence policy, even MPs. And um, yeah, you feel, I think for people actually living in council estate poverty is a, it can be quite lonely and so it's it kind of feels like i i have a home now and i have so, uh, a way of being heard and yeah great credit to the food foundation for that i started working with the food foundation at the first vegetable summit in 2016 that was absolutely fantastic and i've also um written for The Guardian, worked with the BBC. Um, I've consulted a lot with a lot of people in that time and worked directly with the Trussell Trust and various other food banks. Um, Just working around and trying to find the sources of what is causing this problem and hopefully coming to some solutions or an expansion of the Healthy Start scheme and free school meals. You know, it seems on the surface very small things but those small things can make a huge difference so working with the food foundation it's really made me be able to be heard and expand the platform that i never realized was needed in the first place volunteering can have a massive impact on everything from developing your own voice to watching real change happen in supermarkets even getting onto radio 4 If you want to get involved or you know someone whose life can be transformed by volunteering, here's Zoe on what you need to do. So to become an adult food ambassador, it's it's quite easy. You just need to get in touch with us at the Food Foundation. Essentially, we're looking for people who have lived or living experience of food insecurity, who are from uh, anywhere across the UK that are above the age of 21 and who really want to work with us in a meaningful way to change the food system. So are passionate about lots of the issues around food insecurity, around accessing a healthy diet. And we will work with you and help you to, to do that. So please do get in touch and we'd love to hear from you. For much more information on the work of the Food Foundation and its adult and young ambassadors, 
go to foodfoundation.org.uk. And of course, you can listen back through the archive of this award-winning podcast. Thanks for listening.